What's up, everybody? I'm JJ John J. Stramski. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, The Ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Chi-Town with my new show, The Full Go on All Things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant. Make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Horlbeck. Guys, it is crunch time. The playoffs, the playoffs brass are tax. high. Oh, yeah, Bra- brass tax, baby. Brass tax. T-A-X. Week 13 is done, pending Monday Night Football. Recording this on Monday before Patriots Bills. So if anything happens in that, that's wh- why we probably didn't talk about it. So week 14's here. Some leagues start their playoffs this week. Obviously, it's weird. Everything's weird this season with like the extra week and week 18. So most leagues, this is the last week of the regular season, and then playoffs begin 15, 16, 17, championship and 17, and then off 18. So if you haven't made clinch the playoffs yet, it basically is the playoffs now because if you have to win to get into the playoffs, like, well, the playoffs already started. So it's crunch time. We're going to go through everything that matters for... Winning this week, we're also going to have a lot in, in case you already want to start planning ahead for week 15, 16, all this stuff. Usually, we start with showdown time for running backs and receivers and tight ends. I think there's actually more important stuff right now to get to. So we're going to go a little out of order today. We're going to get to showdown time in a little bit. But first, we're actually going to start with quarterbacks. DK, yo, who is your number one quarterback streamer for this week? So for context, if you're in the playoffs or even if you're just trying to make the playoffs, like Indianapolis, Miami, New England, Philadelphia are all on buys. That means several of these guys are like starters for your team probably this year. Maybe Tua, maybe Wentz, maybe it's definitely Hurts. Like if you've had Hurts this whole year, you know, you're probably in a good position. And then Mac Jones, I don't think he's necessarily starting for a lot of teams, but you may need a quarterback streamer. And so again, for like the, the big one for me is Taysom Hill for the Saints going up against the Jets. Obviously, um, Taysom's on team. Don't watch the tape. Just look at the box score later and and revel in the amount of points he gets you. Um, especially considering he's dealing with a mallet finger. It sounds like he's going to play through it. But I do think 34% rostered on Yahoo. He is the number one guy going up against the Jets defense that Gardner Minshew just shredded. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think Taysom Hill is the big one there. 
Who else do you guys like? Well, I, I think we re- we rearranged the show for Taysom Hill because it is so important. It's like usually <laughs> yeah. we start with running backs. Here's a running back that you can play a quarterback. Right. And yeah. it's it's so ugly. It's I think did yesterday we give him the Trubisky Award for the play him and don't watch him. Just don't watch him play. <laughs> Thursday night football yeah. was a absolute roller coaster to watch because again, he ended the game with three straight turnovers, but it's just I don't know why, but the offense works. And Sean Payton's committed to this. I couldn't tell you why. No one really can explain it. But like, dude, more often than not, you look up and Taysom Hill is 20 points and sometimes he has 30. And like, you just have to have him on your team if you can. The obvious caveat here is it's not 100% guaranteed he's going to play and or start. You know, maybe maybe Sean Payton saw enough and he's going to go back to Simeon. I still think he's worth picking up. You have to, to see how that all goes. R- yeah, Adam almost no matter who your quarterback is. We, yesterday, Craig had the idea, bright idea to put Patrick Mahomes in the burn book. I think Taysom Hill's probably better than Mahomes going forward at this point. Like, I really do. God, dude. <laughs> yeah, That's I think, brutal. I think... Don't say that. This week is weird because unlike weeks one through 13, you want to spend most of your free agent money on running backs, wide receivers. That's probably not the case going uh, throughout now for the rest of the season. You want to spend it on defenses, which we'll get to next, and quarterbacks. And that's why it's got to be Taysom. I mean, he's a, he's a league-winning type guy. He was last year. He could be this year. So if you don't, have, first of all, Taysom might have already been added. If he hasn't already been added, or if you don't have him, and you do, but you do need a streamer because maybe Jalen Hurts is is on by this week. I will throw out Jimmy Garoppolo against the Bengals. It's I was going to say he's not sexy as a player. He's, he's a very sexy man. He is not that sexy <laughs> as like a fantasy aspe- asset, and yet the, he just keeps putting up good numbers. He's probably available in your league. I, you know, the Chargers just shredded the Bengals. I think that Jimmy is like probably the best you're going to do for a streamer this week, and you could do a lot worse. Yeah, I'll also toss out. Taylor Heineke's at home versus Dallas. He's been pretty consistent, like 15 a game. Not bad. If you're playing matchups, Teddy Bridgewater versus Lions. Ugh. Craig, you're sick of them. I hate Denver. Denver sucks. <laughs> Their offense is just pathetic. <laughs> they are. Just pathetic. It's, 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 it's awful. It's, it's a, it, they're keeping the nest warm for Aaron Rodgers. I can't think of a team with better skill players with a worse offense than Denver. Right. Well, the Giants. Yeah, True. but they're pretty banged up. <laughs> Denver's all remember healthy. Kenny Galladay? Remember him? Like Cortland Sutton, but better? Because I don't remember him. Anyway, God. okay. Those are the quarterbacks. Add Taysom Hill. I don't really care who your quarterback is because at the very least, you should play keep away from someone else. Okay. Let's get to defenses. Brass tacks, baby. Yeah, man. And, and fantasy, defenses win championships. This is a really important conversation. So we're going to linger here for a second. I'm going to bucket this into two things. There are defenses for this week, which is going to be yep. week 14 if you need a win-and-end scenario. And there are also defenses that, if you don't need a defense for this week, for whatever reason, you just are set at defense this week for whatever reason. But you want to start planning ahead for week 15. Yeah. We're going to start with the week defenses for this week. There's number one, I think, there's a 45% rostered team playing the Jets this week. Well, the good news is that there's like five options. Start. Yeah. You can start with that. The Saints are playing the Jets. Yep. That's an unbelievable option. I had personally have had the Saints defense stash in a couple leagues just waiting for this. So the Saints defense against the Jets, I don't think we have to explain, but like that's a good defense against the bad. You're I don't right though. To explain. There's a ton. There's like four good options. It's a great option. The Packers defense against the Bears yep. is a really good option. The Packers D is playing fantastic and Andy Dalton is not. And that's just a really good option and like a great chance at like a big turnover, a big play. That's Sunday night, too. Can God, I throw one out? Awful. Yes, except you said it in a way that implied it was like garbage, but yes. <laughs> oh, no, that's not what I mean. Are no, you going to say the Seahawks? Throw out, throw out like, an example. Confused me. The Seahawks, yeah. whose defense is terrible, generally. It's getting better. It's played better. They get Houston this week. 
for week 15, you're going to have to find a streamer. So you, you probably want to have two uh, defenses on your roster if you're going into the playoffs because they get the Rams. The Rams' offense is pretty good. However, week 16 and 17, this is the key. Week 16, they're playing Chicago. It's either going to be Justin Fields, who we've seen you know struggle quite a bit, and then Andy Dalton, who threw four picks this week. And then week 17, it's the Lions. Fantasy Championship weekend. So Seahawks get... Three out of four, it's Houston, Chicago, and Detroit. That is as good of a matchup lineup as you're going to get for any team in the NFL right now. I actually really recommend having two defenses when you get into the yes. playoffs. I would cut a guy and add a second defense because it is important. If you could guarantee 10 to 15 points in that defensive slot each week, that is a huge boon yeah. to your team. Let me recommend you. So if you want to add a team like the Saints this coming week, sure, the Seahawks, the Packers for this week 14, Week 15 and well, hold on. Hold on. We, we have more for week 14 because there's okay. a lot of options and it's important. So again, other ones. The Broncos defense yeah. against the Lions this week. Mm-hmm. That is also a fantastic option. And like, I think those are the top three things. You have good defenses, genuinely real life good defenses against bad offenses. Saints against the Jets, Packers against the Bears, Broncos against the Lions. As DK said, you can also target Bad defenses against worst offenses like the Seahawks, who also have a bad good schedule going forward. The other one's going to throw out the Titans are coming off a bye against the Jaguars, and the Titans have a good defensive line. Mm-hmm. That is a good one. And then lastly, and this is this has the chance to be one of the most important wrecks we like ever make. If the Giants have to start Jake Fromm against the Chargers, <laughs> and none of these other options are out there. The Chargers defense is available in 75% of leagues. I believe on Yahoo and ESPN, I don't remember. But like they're widely out there for the Chargers. And it's already a 10.5 point line and Jake Fromm might not even play. If Jake Fromm plays, that probably goes to 13+. plus. Really recommend a defense against the quarterback that would have been on the team for like less than two full weeks. (laughs) So like there's a crazy amount of defensive options this week. Totally agree. And then I think my favorite... Miami, their defense, they're on a bye this yes. week. Miami so now we're going to go to week 15 like stashes. If you yeah, stashes. need to look beyond this week. Miami's week 15, 16, and 17, which is round one, two, and three of the fantasy playoffs. Miami plays the Jets. Then they play Taysom Hill or Simeon and the Saints. <laughs> and then they play a crappy Titans team. That is a, And Miami's playing really well. They've won five straight. They're six and seven. They're probably going to be in the playoff hunt in these games, and their defense has been awesome as of late. I think they are a fantastic three-week stretch D for the playoffs. They're one of those teams that can get turnovers too. Like if I'm, I'm looking at their numbers from the last few weeks, they have like three picks, five sacks, f- one pick, four sacks, three picks, five sacks. Their like defense is back. Brian yeah. Flores, they had they had a turnover in like 12, 14 something straight games for Brian Flores. They did not have it for the sh- first two months of the season. Their defense is back to where it was last year. The Dolphins defense is a turnover creating defense. I completely agree with Craig that like there might not be another defense that has as good of a month-long potential as Dolphins do. I'm going to throw out a couple other ones, though. These are all elite defenses that are probably rostered, but they're, they have bad matchups this week and someone might drop them. So they're probably not available for you right now, but check if anyone drops them this week. The Cowboys, if someone has dropped the Cowboys and they are playing against the Giants in Week 15, that's pick six city. The Bills, the Bills defense, which is probably rostered everywhere, but the Bills are playing the Buccaneers this week. So if the Bills get dropped, you want the Bills against the Panthers in week 15. And then if the Rams get dropped, because the Rams are playing the Cardinals this week, obviously you don't really want to play the Rams against the Cardinals. But in week 15, the Rams play the Seahawks, who DK will be the first to tell you suck. 
So that's keep an eye on the Rams, Bills, Dallas, so they get dropped. If not, the Dolphins is an excellent stash for down the stretch. The Eagles play the Giants in, I think, week 16, not to mention bookended by Washington. That's kind of intriguing. And if you want a real galaxy brain one, the Jaguars play Houston in week 15 and Jets in week 16. Not saying I'd do it, but if you're in a deeper league and, none, and you don't have any of these like good options, you could do worse than facing the Texans and the Jets in back-to-back weeks for like really important. It's so weird that in fantasy, I pretty much pay no attention to defense until playoffs, and then I really focus on it. Look, if anyone's picked up the Patriots defense over the last two months, you know like it's been incredible. I mean, it matters a lot. So anyway, I just want to recap this just to be clear because there's so many good ones. Week 14, Saints, Packers, Broncos, Chargers, all great options. Titans, and even the Seahawks, perfectly fine. You should be able to have a, a good, fun defense this week. And then if you want to stash, Cowboys, Bills, Rams, watch if they have to get dropped. And if not, the Dolphins can lead you to, to glory. Boom. 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 Indeed. There you go. All right. Without further ado, let's just get to it. We're going to go to showdown time. We're all going to pick our top streaming options from each position for this week. And uh, this week, next week, uh, a lot going on here. We're going to pick our top spots and we're going to have trivia tiebreakers to decide who gets what. If you have showdown time, questions, email them to ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com. DK. Yo, who's your number one running back pick from waivers this week? It's a good question. There's several viable options here. I'm going with Dontrell Hilliard from the Titans. Uh, 40% rostered on Yahoo. So he's right there on the borderline of what we typically talk about here. But to me, he is the more explosive back in this backfield. Obviously, Dante, Deontay Foreman is the other option here. And he's also 40, he's 41% on Yahoo. So like you could go either or. Or try and get one or the other of these guys if you like you have like your uh, waiver priorities. But I think Hilliard is more explosive, a little more athletic, um, and he's more likely to be a bigger part of the passing game in my in my opinion. Um, you do kind of have like the uncertainty of the backfield, and and if Jeremy McNichols is due back, like that could like muddle things up any, a little bit more. But regardless, I still like him. I think the most of this group. And this is a team that's shown in the past that it just wants to run and run a lot. I really utilize these guys. He's going to get, I think, the volume you're looking for. Um, so he would be the guy I'd feel most comfortable probably picking up off waivers, plugging into my lineup this week. What do you guys think? To be honest, so it, what's weird about this is I think the last time I checked, I thought Hilliard was 41% roster, but it was Deontay Foreman's at 41, Hilliard's at 41, Matt Breida is 41% mm-hmm. rostered, Tevin Coleman, 41% rostered. So our like kind of, you know, general cutoff was 40%. That's kind of where we made our decisions. So I didn't know if any of those guys counted or not. And then well, they're a lot lower on ESPN. Also, we yeah. texted you this morning saying that they were allowed, but you didn't see it. So well, it's okay. I was like, I, it's fine. <laughs> Just don't read DK's text. I keep I read DK's the text, text on you too. Ghosted. I read the text, but I tried to make a second list of people who were actually widely available, okay. in which it was like Amir Oh, you just Abdullah. had the 39% guys instead of the no, 41 Yeah, I went for 39 uh, Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think it was Foreman or Hilliard, to be honest. I didn't really know who. I think either would be fine. I mean, they each get a lot of work, and they're playing the Jags. Those would be my two if we can pick in this range. If not, I was leading towards like Rashad Penny or Amir Abdullah. Oh, I like Abdullah. Is he still well, out there? What's his roster? I think Abdullah roster? is like way more rostered, like by a lot. And if Abdullah's out there, I think that he's easily number one because again, well, I think that actually is the theme of this week, right? So last week there was like this running back bonanza, right? Because Dalvin Cook gets hurt, and so you can pick up Alex well, Madison. Abdullah, what do you guys? Amir, you think Amir Abdullah is high? He's four percent rostered. Well, uh, I guess just because he's coming that. off a bye. Yeah, he's coming off a bye. Yeah, you're right. All right. Well, he's up <laughs> yeah, there. I like okay, that one. Well, though. there you go. There's your answer. So. But last week, you had McCaffrey go out. You had Dalvin Cook go out. Uh, we had 
Daryl Henderson ended up getting hurt. So Sonny Michelle filled in. DeAndre Swift got hurt. So Jamal Williams was like, there were so many pickups. This week's a little weirder because as DK said, the Titans guys went on by after they had both had big games. McCaffrey goes out, but like the Panthers go on by. So it's kind of weird that there's all these other options. To Craig's point, I think Amir Abdullah, if he's still out there in your league, and again, he's out there there in a lot. I think Chuba Hubbard's like the assumed guy that would take up. Amir Abdullah is probably getting a lot of the passing work. So if you're in a PPR league, I think Amir Abdullah is definitely the number one guy you would want. Like the only thing is like, I don't trust Cam Newton one bit to like check down or do anything. Just do anything positive on the offensive side. So that scares me a little bit. It was a really, we could just say it's a terrible week. It's a weird week. It's a very strange week because I think you have a lot. There's a lot of, there's more uncertainty than usual. Sometimes what we're doing here is we're like, well, these guys are going to get some, well, usually what happens when a good running back gets hurt is like, well, the pie gets split and you're only going to get 80% of the pie. And then also we got to figure out how it's going to be divvied up. But Sometimes you're like, well, they're going to get this much pie. We'll like opportunity. We'll see what they do with it. This week's a lot more uncertain because we have Tennessee. Like, what's the Dontrell Hilliard Deontay Foreman split? As DK just said, with Jeremy Nichols coming back, how much do the Panthers give to Chuba Hubbard and Amir Abdullah? And then how much is that even worth if you get like the scraps of a non Christian McCaffrey role? It, it, there's a lot of weird stuff. Matt Breda, we're doing this on Monday. It's before the Bills Patriots game. We, you know, he could have 130 yards. Or he could have seven. I don't know what he's going to (laughs) do. Right. So with all that said, I think that this is the widest range for like the top two or three I can remember. Having said that, I would Craig that Amir Abdullah would be number one for me, even though he couldn't ghost you. I just think that you want the guy who might inherit Christian McCaffrey's passing workload at all. I think you have to roll with that dude. And that you're doing that like including all the 40% guys or no? Because I think if we're including everybody, I think I'm picking a Tennessee guy, one of the two Tennessee guys. So the Tennessee guys are really weird. Because they both had, the last time we saw them since the Patriots, they both had 100-plus rushing yards and a touchdown. Yeah, or, that's not they also happen. both fumbled the ball in key moments. Yeah. My only issue, I think Dontrell Hilliard did look good. He also got like two-thirds of his points on like a draw at the end of halftime. It's like, like a 70-yard like touchdown. Yeah, 70-yard yeah. touchdown and this kind of fluky play. You take that out, he had like five points on 10 carries. That concerns me if Jeremy McNichols comes back and like he's the most established guy there. Dontrell Hilliard's been there three weeks. McNichols has been there a couple of years, I think. So that concerns me. That's why I think I'd lean Foreman for the floor. Like if you just like, you know what? Give me eight points and I just need someone in my flex who won't give me a goose egg or you're in that yeah. league where the goose eggs are like, you have like DK, you have to shotgun some goose eggs. You, I think Dante Foreman is more safe. I guess safer. That's why they invented the word. That's what suffixes are for. And then Dontra Hilliard, I think is the higher upside. DK, how many times have you had a shotgun this year? Mm. Twice, I think. Three times. Uh, one wow. time was because the Panthers' defense scored zero, which is a good reason not to have defense in your league. Um, defense? Oh, get out of here, DK. De- defense is That's unfair fun. for the defense. Oh, wait, if the defense scores negative, is that yeah. also... You also have yeah. to shotgun? Good. Do. I got. I had to shotgun with Mike Gesicki. scored a big fat zero a couple of weeks ago. Um, I feel like defenses score zero like one out of every four games. I know. Like that's- yeah. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of it. Um so, but yeah, I, dude, this is tough. Actually, as we're talking this out, like the more and more I'm thinking, I actually want Amir Tula more than the Titans guys. I think that like that sort of convinced me the fact that we've had to discuss it and we have no consensus here. I'm like, I almost rather just go Amir Abdullah because Chuba Hubbard rostered. He got picked up a bunch last week, I believe. Um, he's rostered in 76% of leagues. So you're zigging while everyone else is zagging a little bit with Abdullah, but like he's been pretty good. He's looked explosive in my opinion. The other variable here that we don't know is the Panthers fired Joe Brady. We buried the lead a little bit here, which is bizarre. Um, 
number one because I think he he came into the league like everyone was like talking about he could be the next guy in the co- head coaching carousel. Now he's fired. Um, but part of the reason that Matt Rule stated is that they're not running the ball enough. So there could be more meat on the bone here than we even think in terms of like the amount of runs that they're going to have, the the how much they get their running backs involved in in the game and everything like that. So. I, is it too late for me to change my answer? No, it's fine. <laughs> no, we'll of course not. I, and, but I, I do want to clarify that Abdullah is still like, really risky like to just play this Sure, week, he's, like, he's definitely risky. Um, we were just spoiled. Alex Madison came in and got 21 fantasy points, depending on how you play. And then 100-plus yards, touchdown. Sony Michelle comes in for Daryl Henderson, just has 100-plus yards and a touchdown. Like These guys are just... It's a lot harder for us to figure out who's going to play. It was pretty easy to see Sony Michelle and Alex Madison get... like They basically played... 95% of the snaps. They played just as much, if not more, than the original starters did. That's not the case. The, if Alexander Madison was the only running back on the Vikings, is he a first-round pick next year? He has to be, right? Yeah, 100%. I feel like no one actually talks about him as a good running back. They're just like, oh, he's filling in for Delvin Cook really well. Is he like a top 10 running back in the league? Or is he just on the Vikings? I just like, the Vikings run. I think it's the Vikings just funnel all their offense through a handful of players. But he's, he's literally good, 100% he's, of he's Delvin Cook. He's been really Cook. good. Yeah. So, I think that's more of an argument against paying running backs large extensions <laughs> than it is for Alex yeah. Madison. No, I know, but we honest. consider Dalvin Cook one of the best running backs in the league, and Madison literally parallels his numbers every single week. It's like, well, then, is he, yeah, yeah, he's, he's good. good as also, Cook. I think the Vikings are one of the two or three teams that would even think about giving a backup that much. I don't know. I mean, look, I don't want to take anything away. Madison's really good. Okay, so I mean, the obvious caveat here that if Alex Madison's available, I'm sure he's not. Sony Michelle, Tony Pollard, if any of those guys are out there, obviously pick mm-hmm. those guys up. Mark Ingram, and Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. If he's well, Kamara's probably coming back. We'll see. But Chuba Hubbard, yeah. obviously, if he's out there, also get him. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house, everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. So with that said, Amir Abdullah, we're all going to get him with the caveat that I think PPR is way more valuable. Like way, way, way more valuable than PPR. And that he's more likely to ghost you than a lot of these top pickups we usually give. If this was standard non-PPR, I would go Deontay Foreman. So we're going to go Hub, we're, we're gonna Abdullah 1. You want to do Showdown time and then come back to the rest of the bunch here? Because this is like a messy sure. week. Yeah. Yeah. How did you guys do Showdown time when I was gone? Who yelled? Did somebody yell it? You should go back and listen to the episode, Craig. You can't just tell me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually trying to remember. I think Heifetz yelled it. To Heifetz yell it? You'll have to go remember. back and see, Craig. Such a tease. Okay, so we're doing Amir? All right. Yeah, we're doing it. We, <laughs> this is one of the worst ones I think we've ever done. This is the Amir Abdullah showdown time. Woo! Oh my God, I love this question. Craig, I saved, Craig, I yeah. saved this for you. Okay. Um, there was a movie question. There were two movie questions. I used one. Uh, last week, Craig, the one you missed was how many movies has Shaquille O'Neal starred in as himself? <laughs> Whoa. Forgot it. Well, what but I it? saved another movie question for you. My uh, guess the is answer, Eight. That sounds close. I can't remember what the answer was. That sounds like that sounds like it would have beaten DK and I. Mm-hmm. The answer for the Shaq question, which is not for Abdullah, the answer for the Shaq question was ten, which definitely would have won. <laughs> oh dang! <laughs> the all right this for this week though for Amir Abdullah it's from Tom. 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 How many minutes of screen time did the dinosaurs get in the original Jurassic Park movie? 
Oh, wow. I <laughs> love that question. <laughs> That's a great question. Oh. That's a fun question. Just going over yeah. in my head. Like he, I'm, I'm going back to the scene where they first see all the dinosaurs and, and he takes his sunglasses off. Or whatever. Na, 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 <laughs> na, 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 so I, I, I feel like the answer is deceptive because so much of Jurassic Park is like they're around. Yes. Like you think about like the, the scene in it when it's raining and they're waiting for the T-Rex cage. That scene's like 10 minutes. The T-Rex is probably in it for like 60 Does seconds. Does it count right? when they're just going like, like the and, smashing no, like sound of his yeah, like footprints the, or whatever? Like Yeah, and the goat's gone. It is really tough. Count. You're right. And yeah. also the, the dinosaurs are so striking that you like... When you see them for three seconds, when you remember it, it kind of is, feels like a minute. Burned but into it was your probably memory. five seconds. Yeah, yeah. They, they hold more weight in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to say not that. I'm going to say like, no, five minutes. Is well, there's that one scene, right, where they're hiding in the little room and the, 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 the velociraptors the are walking through, right? The kitchen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 10 minutes. I bet it's, I'm thinking now and I'm like, so much of the movie actually is the buildup to the dinosaurs. No. Oh, I, was, I think it's less. I'm going to say... I'm gonna say six minutes. <laughs> six, six is six is low. Uh, my first thought, since I'm not gonna play, I'm not gonna do the Price Is Right thing. I already had this in my head. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Thir- Thirty-six minutes, and that that was the under the assumption the movie is like about 120 minutes. I don't even know how long the movie is. It's probably around two hours. Yeah. So I'm going 36. The and answer, Tom says, high. Tom, Tom. The answer is 15 minutes. There you go. That's surprising. That's like lower than I would have guessed, obviously. Because um, when they're on yeah. screen, though, it's such a big deal. Well, and also, I was thinking about back then, like th- their their CGI capabilities weren't great. So you need to work around that. You don't want them on screen as much as possible because the longer they're on screen, <laughs> right. the kind Plus, of- it's like time is money. True. Those 15 minutes cost a lot of money. I mean, it was Love a Spielberg film. They probably had tons of money, but yeah, you're right. That's hilarious. 15 minutes out of a two-hour movie? Oh, uh, wow. the, have you guys remember the movie Signs? With the M. Night Shyamalan yeah. movie? Yeah. The aliens are in that movie for like two minutes. Yeah. I don't think I, I saw Scary Movie 3 before I saw Signs. Oh, really? Did it ruin it for you? So, yeah. <laughs> Signs is good. Okay, so wait, I, who I won? Not into Craig, anyway, I won. I won. I won Amir Abdullah. Okay, so you guys got to fight over the other running backs, and this is pretty important, probably slightly more important than the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. Are, and, right. are we including the 40 percenters? Yeah, let's include the Titans guys, but we're going to go in order here. All right, I'm going to... So if, if, so I'm second, right? I got to second. Deontay Foreman and Dontre Hilliard are both there. I took Amir Abdullah, and we're assuming for this exercise that Chuba Hubbard and all the other good Got like the Sony Michelles are not available. I'm going to take Foreman, and then I think that means what DK, you'll take Hilliard. You'll take Hilliard. Yeah, I think I'll take Hilliard. I think that there's a couple other guys worth mentioning here, just uh, just for posterity. Yeah, let's say those guys are gone. I kind of want to make you two do this again, but those the Titans guys are not there. Okay, well, just start over. Uh, Craig, you go then. You know, Rashad Penny. They're playing Houston, man. I don't know. I know. Maybe. Actually, this is a guy I was thinking about too. Yeah. Like he I, looked pretty good, honestly. Pete, I think Pete Carroll <laughs> he said he did look good. Pete Carroll said Alex Collins might be back, and I guess if that's the case, maybe I wouldn't want Rashad Penny. But if if Alex Collins is out, I might take Rashad Penny. Yeah, he's rostering six percent. Matt Breda, you guys would probably both pick. But we're going to throw him out for this exercise too. Yeah, because we don't. Yeah, I mean he, he hasn't yeah. played yet. I don't know. So he's theoretically rostered in this exercise. Okay, so you would take Penny. Shocking, Craig wants Rashad Penny. Okay, DK. Okay, so I guess it comes down to. Wait, wait, we're shot penning over Peterson because obviously that's the yeah. news, the big news, big news of the week is the signing agent Peterson. DK Peterson's officially washed, right? Even though he had a touchdown. How many teams oh, yeah. has he been on? Time. Like six or well, seven now, I believe. Kind of like, I think it's, this is his eight. Does he, like, what's the record for running backs who have received a carry on oh, it's a team? More. I, I don't think he's even close. Is he not? Okay. Okay. So, if, so this, in this scenario, 
Mir Abdullah, Dante, sorry, Deontay Foreman, and Hilliard are off the board. And then also Rashad Penny's off the board. That doesn't leave me with a whole lot. It basically is coming down to like Adrian Peterson, who I don't really want. And then I think Tevin Coleman is the other guy that's still like out there in, in a lot of leagues. Um, he's right on the borderline also in terms of his roster ship, 41%. There's like but Carlos he, Hyde because James Robinson got benched. He's also banged up. Uh, James Robinson is. So I think it gets really, really... It's like you're in desperation mode if you want any of these guys. Like Tevin Coleman, I guess, would be my next one. But then he's playing New Orleans this week, which is yeah, not I a would good... Not, I, would, I don't want to plug, I I would not plug him into my lineup that. there. No. I think if you need someone for this week and you're truly, truly, truly desperate and you're in a deeper league... If DeAndre Swift does not play and you're really desperate, I mean, like you don't, you wouldn't tell anyone that you're in this situation. The Lions, Godwin Igwebike is basically, he ran a lot of routes. He's like, if DeAndre Swift is out and Jamal Williams plays, the Lions this week are going against the Broncos and they won this week. So Jamal Williams ran, well, he, he wasn't excellent, but like if the Lions lose as they should to the Broncos and they pass more, I think Godwin Igwebike could get like a, a pretty good amount of catches if you're really desperate. But honestly, I think that this week for me, like looking at my teams, I don't need to plug and play someone off waivers this week as much as I'm looking at playoff stashes for guys that might be relevant down the stretch. And I want to run through some of those because again, last week it's like Dalvin Cook is hurt. McCaffrey's out for the season. Daryl Henderson's hurt. All these guys. This week was similar. It's like a weird cousin of it because Miles Sanders got hurt. Josh Jacobs got hurt. Joe Mixon got hurt. James Robinson was hurt. All of them got hurt. And that yet they're not actually expected to miss any time, but they're all banged up. So I think that now there's like this weird thing of like, well, who would benefit if any of those injuries get worse? So for Josh Jacobs, I think there's Peyton Barber for the Raiders because Kenyon Drake broke his leg and then Jalen Richard is on um, the COVID list. So I think Peyton Barber is now like this, considering for a month, like this il- somewhat elite handcuff for the Raiders. There's Samaje Pirine. Mm-hmm. back at Mixon, although like Joe Mixon hurt his ankle. Pirine got hurt. The third stringer's hurt. So that's another backfield where they're kind of just down to two people in Mixon and Pirine. And then again, as Craig said, like Carlos Hyde and the Jaguars for James Robinson is also on this list. Throw, throw Justin Jackson into the mix. Um, Eckler seemed to get hobbled a little bit down the stretch. Like he, he, I don't know if he ever was officially on the injury report or anything like that, but he was limping around towards the end of the game. Um, which was leading some people to question why he was still in he the game is at that point. Continually banged up. And he was talking, I think he said after the game, he's like, Yeah, my body is like it's like feeling it this year because he's had way more, you know, usage this year than last year and everything. It's by far the most touches Eckler's ever had, and he said it was taking a toll on his body. So like if you have any of those players and you're nervous that any of them are banged up, you can preemptively add one of those guys, or if one of your nemeses in your league has one of those guys and you maybe like want to make your team stronger down the stretch as they get weaker, like you can add one of those guys. Two others I'll throw out if you want to stash. Same vein, the Niners with Elijah Mitchell. They basically, the only healthy running back the Niners have behind Elijah Mitchell is Jermichael Hasty. Everyone else is hurt, even including Debo for at least one more week. I mean, if anything happened to Elijah Mitchell, I think Jermichael Hasty would be there. That's Again, we're getting deeper. And then the last one here is weird, but Kenneth Gainwell for the Eagles yeah. had this huge week, but they're on bye. And then you come back and you're talking about four-man rotation yeah. between Miles Sanders, Howard, Gainwell, Boston Scott, not to mention that Jalen Hurts is vulturing anyway. Like the Eagles have so many capable running backs that I don't know if you can even play any of them other than Miles Sanders when they get back. Yeah. So it, it, there's a lot of weird stuff going on, but in a crazy way, I almost wonder if like the Boston Scots of the world are droppable because in, you could argue they all need to be rostered, but in some ways it makes all of them kind of useless. <laughs> right. 
it's impossible to predict what it's going to be with with the buy coming up. I had him on my list, but it's like, yeah, that doesn't really make any sense because Boston Scott's probably going to get better by the time from two weeks from now, and Miles Sanders has an extra week to kind of like get right because he, I think he reaggravated his ankle injury this week. He already said he was going to play, but who knows? Yeah, he's going to play. Okay. So with that said, we're going with the assumption that Matt Breed and all those guys are gone. We like Amir Abdullah, especially in PPR. Then we like Deontay Foreman, then Hilliard. I like Foreman sure. more. I think DK likes Hilliard more. I, honestly, I doubt I, both are available in your league, so if you can get one of them. Same. And at that point, if you need someone for this week, go Peterson or Penny, but man, that's gross. Man, if you need one of those guys... I, if I, someone's starting Penny this week? This I, is the at dream. That point, this is the I, dream. Yeah, that's the <laughs> worst life. At that point, I would be like, figure something else out, and if you really need a stash of running back for later... I'd look at like Peyton Barber for the Raiders or like depending how bad Samaji Piran's injury is, we don't know if he's able to play or Carlos Hyde, which is also just really sad to think about. Craig, did All you right. watch Penny? Did you watch Penny this week? I did. Look good. I mean, listen, he's not... <laughs> I'm back in, baby. I, he's not Alvin Kamara, <laughs> but he's he's good. Like he's an average, he's a replacement level running back. If he's healthy, he <laughs> should be on a team playing. Yeah, yeah. He should Craig be getting snaps. Disease. Yes, Carries. he should be getting yeah. some snaps. There we go. It's a sickness, DK. Craig has a sickness. It's okay. All right. Wide receiver. This is also ugly. Um, DK, who's your number one receiver for this week? Uh, Heifetz, you're going to hate me for this one, but Russell Gage for the Falcons, 34%. I think he was a guy that Heifetz mentioned four weeks ago, and Craig and I poo pooed it. Well, he got zero targets. You're talking about Rashad Bateman. You're talking about Rashad Bateman. I was talking about Russell Gage. He got zero targets because Calvin really ghosted the team the day before the game. I'm just saying, you talked about him, and then he got zero targets, and we were like, eh. <laughs> I talked about him after he got zero. Targets. Yes, right. Well, I, and I, now he's I 130 you yards. Credit, would no- you just let me give you credit? Sorry, you're right. I was talking <laughs> to Craig. I appreciate you, DK. Craig was chirping me. Anyway, since that time, since we laughed you off the stage, uh, he's done really, really well. He has turned into like the go-to guy, one of the go-to guys in this offense. Obviously, 12 targets this week, 11 catches, 130 yards. Um, I was perusing some uh, some Falcons fans' comments on the game. Let's just say it was an it was an ugly eleven catches for 130 yards. Um, I'm not thinking he's like the best player in the NFL. However, volume is volume, and we'll take what we can get. And I think he's a guy that you could definitely flex if you're looking for that type of thing going up against Carolina next week. Um, he's now scored 18.2 points and 22 points in his last two games, um, and the targets have been really really strong in all three. So, yeah, I mean, take out that zero from week 10, which is what we were talking about. And he scored double digits in three of five, and then his other one was 9.9. So really, four out of five weeks, he scored double digits. He's the number one receiver on the Falcons. He was my pick as well. He's led the team in target share each of the last four weeks. Uh, There are a couple other guys I think that are close, but I'd probably go with Gage. I think there's a 1A, 1B this week. Russell Gage is my 1A. So do you want to do the showdown time and then talk time. about the 1B? Yeah. Well, there wouldn't really be a Russell Gage showdown time because I would have added him like a month ago, but it's fine. <laughs> God, let it one. go, Heifetz. You got to live for the now. Uh, no, it's... it's you, you, you said volume's <laughs> volume for Russell Gage. I, I, I think I just got a sound bar for Black Friday and it reminds me that volume is in fact not volume. It's like, you know, I admit Russell Gage is like the Taysom Hill volume. It's like the, you know, it's coming out of like your old college TV speakers. Don't watch <laughs> it's the not game. not the best volume. Don't watch the game. Just look at the box score. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Okay. Russell Gage showdown. Yeah. Time, it's time for the Russell Gage showdown time. <laughs> that got deeper. Got spooky there. Wow. <laughs> what do we got? I'm, I'm, I'm perused. There's, there's just such a array of topics. Um, 
This is from Kevin. How many landlocked countries Kevin. are there in the world? Oh, cr- Kevin. I'm so bad at this type of stuff. Kevin. How many, how many landlocked, landlocked countries are there in the world? Can you, do you know how many countries there are in the world? I believe it's 200-ish. Oh, I was going to say 190. Or is it two? Yeah, something I thought like. it was a little higher. But regardless, it's in like the 200, 250, but, to 300 range, I think. It's somewhere. not 300. It's 200. Yeah, I'll look it up right now. We'll go, I'll give you the real answer. Give us a foundation here. It's yeah. 195. So right between Craig and I. Okay. 195. Oh, that whole, there's a lot of like Eastern Europe. There's just like a lot of little countries in there that are all landlocked. <laughs> and then there's Eastern Europe. There's, and then there's like Africa. Um, also to our international listeners, I'm just going to go out there and get ahead of this and say the United States officially recognizes 195. I certainly imagine some scenarios where that number can differ. Sure. True. Around, say just, let's say 200, round up for, for good measure. Okay. Let's just, let's just say it. Let's just get it out of the count of three. Or, does everybody come up with a number in your head? You can't change it. Honor system. Okay. 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 I'm going to say, oh, I'm so stupid. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't know. 45. Oh, shit. I was saying I, mine was 47. Oh. <laughs> 47. I was going to say 20. Okay. Oh, there's got to be more than that. I but think. you said 40 and 47. I said 45. Uh, okay. The answer is from Kevin. 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 Oh my God. They're way more, like 80. 44. Oh, let's go. Oh, Craig. <laughs> what did DK say? I said 47, so I was also close. Has anyone ever got something? So I was one off. Has anybody ever got something exactly right? I feel like we haven't done that in a very the, long time. The showdown time started because we all got the, the well, oh no, you two got the oh, Austin, Texas that. thing officially right. We didn't get it exactly right. We didn't guess the exact. We were off by like three miles or something. Yeah, percentage wise, it was almost 100%. It was like, we were like, how far? It was like, where was Nick Foles born? And you guys took two. Or was it Detroit or Texas? Was it? It was close enough. I think it was Detroit and LA. And you guys took two cities that were so close, we had to figure out what they were. It was literally equidistant. Yeah. It was a perfect triangle. Within single digit miles, it mattered within the boundaries of the city. Uh, so I'll, and of course, you know where I was for that conversation? Where? I was in Austin fucking oh. Texas when we had that conversation. <laughs> Love it. I'm an idiot, as always. Okay. DK, if KJ Osborne... Oh, shit. I just ah. Shit, Craig, I assume you won. God damn it. I'm taking Gage. So DK, you, are you taking... DK, I assume you're taking KJ Osborne. Yeah, so I'm taking KJ Osborne. Um, Adam Thielen suffered a high ankle sprain on Sunday. It's going to set him back at least, I would say, a week, especially considering the um, Vikings have the Steelers on Thursday night football this week. It's it's looking like an uphill battle for him to get back. I would guess maybe potentially even multiple weeks miss for Thielen. Um, Probably. And so I, that makes I think that makes Osborne a very good ad. In fact, I I thought about putting him above Gage. Just but you were going to say him though, right? I I just slipped up because that's yes, who I wanted. Yes. You were going to say he him, was right? my clear number two here. Okay, and, and I I even thought about putting him at number one just because number one he's flashed throughout the season, like when he's gotten his opportunities, obviously this offense flows mostly through Thielen and Jefferson and cook. Um, cook is now out. Obviously Madison's very good, but now it's going to flow through Jefferson, Madison, and I think Osborne and, or another person that we'll get to later. Um, let's just say it now. Tyler, Conklin. Tyler Conklin, is probably is, all of our number one tight ends yes. are at least up there. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But yes, Tyler Conklin is the other guy. I think that really benefits from this Thielen injury. So, um, Osborne, four catches, 47 yards, a touchdown. He To me, again, like he's looked pretty solid when he's been playing, makes big plays for them. I trust this offense, even though the Vikings, like as a team, as an entity, are like 
I don't even know what to call them. Like the most infuriating team. Like Viking fans all know what I'm talking about. Like it's like almost it's a, it's on the level of like the Seahawks where you get frustrated with this team. They're like the um, opposite of when they say like good real life player, bad fantasy player. They're the opposite. They're a great fantasy team, but they're really yeah. not too good in real life. Yes. Um, regardless, but, I, but like I think Cousins is going to pass a lot. I think Osmer's going to have opportunities. Volume is going to be there. So I, I feel very confident in Plugging him into my flex spot if that's something that you need this week. They're really a perfect storm. The defense is shitty enough to where they, you know, they give up a lot of points. They're always losing. They're always in shootouts. The offense runs a lot of plays. They have a lot of good players. They're always in close games. Uh, the Vikings are just fantasy gold every year. It feels like. I love it. Oh, so you guys. So Craig gets Russell Gage. DK gets KJ Osborne. I have to pick through the scraps here. The uh, the, the easy answer would be uh, to say Amon Ross St. Brown for the Lions, who I think mm-hmm. is a talented rookie, caught the game winning touchdown. I don't want to chase. Rookie receivers on the Lions catching passes <laughs> and jerk off. That's not the life That's I want to live. It's not the way I want to die. Uh, I there's Nick Westbrook, uh, Akeen. I'm sorry, I got to get this right. Akeen Westbrook. Akeen, I'm not 100 sure, great. but I think Craig you got Akeen, it. He's coming off bye for the Titans. They activated Julio Jones off IR. We'll see if he actually plays. Regardless, that is a number one and or number two receiver for the Titans. What about um? We may have forgotten about him because he was on bye, but MVS is like 35. percent I was going to say, but MVS or Lazard. Yeah. And Lazard was hurt, but now gets the bye. And I, I'm kind of curious what you guys think about. Would you, would you rather have Alan Lazard or MVS for the rest of the season? Because I think when he's healthy, Lazard is the guy. I would rather have MVS. I think just like the big play potential. I think neither of them are going to have like a ton of targets is the problem. And I'd rather take the guy who's getting the moon shots down the field that it can he can turn into touchdowns. I don't know. I think, I think that's great. If you're playing great, waiver but... wire roulette, I want one of the Packer guys. Like MVS is probably perfect. Like, like that's it's it's a better moonshot than these other guys. And I will say, Amon Ross St. Brown, I think I'd still rather have Josh Reynolds, man. Even if you're gonna pick from the scraps at the Lions receivers, I'd take Josh Reynolds over Amon Ross St. Brown, honestly. But don't do any of that. I, yeah, I'm just awful. like, man, I don't really I do want it. to like go. I want to be in Amon Ross St. Brown's corner because he's an exciting rookie and you guys know me. But yeah, like banking on the Lions offense, that's rough. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Tight ends. DK, who's your number one tight end pick for this week? Uh, at the aforementioned Tyler Conklin for the Vikings, uh, rostered in 30% of leagues. He had nine targets, seven catches, 56 yards in his past game. And like I said, with Thielen out, I think he's going to take on a bigger piece of this pie. Um, it's probably going to be split evenly between Osborne and Conklin, and you could have like, you know, ceiling games for one or the other. It's hard to predict, obviously, but I think it's definitely worth going out and grabbing Conklin. He's a guy that I think you can stream at the tight end position this week against the Steelers. Um, and, you know, he's been on our radar all year. I, I'm guessing we've talked about him several times on this show already, on the, on the waiver show. Um, but he's kind of just hovering right around like that 30 to 40% rostership area. So, um, again, all things that we said about the Vikings, like they're good for fantasy. They pass efficiently and enough that it, it, it's worth like investing in this offense. And it's like, you know, funneled into like a three or four man group here. So uh, Tyler Conklin easily for me, number one. Uh, yeah, same for everything you said. Thielen's hurt. Conklin's 
Got nine targets. I agree it's Conklin, but I think there is a number two guy who's actually kind of close that we can get to. There's a 1B, and I'm sure we'll get to it. All right, showdown time for Tyler Conklin? Yeah, it's a Tyler Conklin showdown time. DK's hands up. It's a really good question from Evan. 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 Thank you, Evan. Evan. There's a Kevin and an Evan. Hmm. You thought Kevin was Evan. Now Evan's Evan. Very close name. There are 350 Division I college basketball programs that could qualify for March Madness. 350? 350. 350. How many plural versions of the team's mascot do not end in S? (laughs) I've I've done this about the NBA so many times, or maybe like the the four major sports, because it's like Miami Heat, Utah Jazz, like the Bison. Yes, the major sports, that was like a very, I've never heard it for college mascots. So I have one already. Oh, yeah. Well, you're going to go through all 350 in your head? I know, but I don't mind counting them off for us right now. So there's Alabama, Crimson Tide. Sure. Yeah, but that's not plural. Are we getting really technical? The tides don't count? Here's my question. Because he said the plural version doesn't have an S. Isn't that right? Yes. Crimson Tides. But no one would ever say the Crimson Tides are playing. Like the Auburn Tigers are coming to town. No one ever said the Alabama Crimson Tide He said plural, but no S. So for instance, like the bison, it's Uh, plural multiple bison, it doesn't end in an S. Well, we don't have to get caught up on this because I think that there's going to be more than one, but I will just say, I don't think anyone's ever going to say the Crimson Tides are, are coming. Essentially, the, the, he's the, just saying what mascots week. don't have an S at the end. So who else? Who are the no, other ones? I think that there's a, I think there's enough of a difference here. Like, if you're talking Anyone. about the, the Stanford Cardinal, yeah. that's singular. That, that uh, doesn't count in this case. Is that right? I don't know. I'm get. I'm, I'm asking, kind of. But I'm I like that's my reading of the question. There's enough. That, I think DK's right, which makes the question less fun. I'm not going to lie from Evan. <laughs> Just calling. I'm not calling anyone out. Um, uh, but I think DK is probably correct. But is that what the answer accounts for? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think I, we're going to be way off regardless, and I'm just excited to find out some of these teams. If DK's are, right. I'm going to say like six. Are you going to have a list? Is there an answer here? That's yeah. He's got a, yeah. He's okay, got a list. Cool. So you're saying six. Uh, there's 350 teams. Yeah, I'm going to say 20. 21. Uh, I was going to say like 13. The answer, he's got 28. Boom. 28. All what right. What did Craig say? 21. There's a lot of weird-ass mascot names All right, I'm there. going through. I, I'm not going to be able to read all. Oh, God. That, oh, I feel like an idiot already. NC State Wolfpack. Oh, yeah. Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Ah. That's, that's Syracuse Orange. Okay, fighting. so I was I was incorrect. What about the uh, Illinois? Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm mad at DK screwed me up there because like that, I, I spiritually the question screwed us up. I think I don't, he said plural. Why did he use the word plural? Well, I think it's as in like this team's <laughs> coming here, plural. Like 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 the collective, like the Syracuse Orange are coming. I, I don't know. I know, why but why didn't he just say this mascot coming. doesn't have an S at the end of it? Right. <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been better. I'll the whatever. Illinois Fighting Illini. Well, he sent us this question for free on his own goddamn spare time. Is the Stanford Cardinal one of them? Uh, yeah, I think so. Well, then that goes against what DK is yes. saying. DK is saying Stanford Cardinal right. should no, not I know. be there. I'm saying I'm wrong. He's, he's wrong. According, according to the results of this quiz, even though St. John's, we got Red way Storm. too hung up on the question. In other words, we I did. did. Yeah, St. John's Red Storm is also on this list because I would say the Wolf Pack is singular. <laughs> fighting, um, even though there's many the fighting Illini. It's a plural unit. <laughs> fighting you know. Illini is on there. The Fighting Irish. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. It's a good question. Okay. So Craig was correct. And I threw you all off the scent. So you're welcome, uh, Craig. God damn it. 
Really hot yeah. start. Or hot, hot you week get for Tyler me. Conklin, Craig, whatever. DK, I can't believe you actually get to be in second place and <laughs> all that. No, screw you. I, I'm going to make you fun. I'm taking, no, I'm disqualifying you. I get Ricky Seals-Jones from Washington because Logan <laughs> right. Thomas hurt his knee. It was an ACL tear. They did an MRI. It's not no, an ACL tear. Yeah. I don't know. His knee's hurt. He's, he's going to be gonna play. I think he's going to miss time for sure. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah. I, whatever the hell happened to Logan Thomas's knee, first of all, it was a dirty, not dirty, it was a low block. He, I, I, it sucks because he was on IR. He came back. He's so good. He's a nice story. It sucks. Um, I, it's it's upsetting for him. Anyway, he's gonna miss time. Ricky Seals Jones came in for Logan Thomas earlier this year. First four starts missed one snap. Like Rick, Rick Dick Seals Jones missed one snap in four games. Yeah, Dick Jones. Like, Ricky Seals Jones is like as good of a fill in as you could. I mean, not elite, but he's a perfectly fine fill in. I'll take him second. Dick Jones sounds like a 1970s producer. <laughs> he's in a madman character. <laughs> It's like Dick Wolf, yeah. <laughs> who did Law and Order. All right, oh, DK, man. I'm making you. You you find something. You after leading me astray. I think this is fun. It, it's always fun to be the guy like in the trivia group that like steers the whole group astray, and so you, like you re- immediately have the answer, and then you're like, wait, Dude, what if my my friends? I was at <laughs> oh my god, this I was at this hat this trivia night. It was my first trivia night, my favorite bar in LA, and we were all there, and the, we were like basically tied, dead heat with this other team, but we had a one point lead. So if we got the last question, we win. And it was one of those, you get all the answers or zero. Mm-hmm. It was name the seven deadly sins. I'm Jewish. Oh. And I got six <laughs> of them by recounting the, the murders in the movie seven. Got six of them. My two friends who spent a combined 25 years in Catholic school could not get the seventh sin. I've never been so angry at two That's people. That's hilarious. So I, I couldn't. Was trying I couldn't what bar? We'll talk, off, we'll talk offline. Lust, shout out, envy. Shout out founders. Sloth. Is that one? Uh, we 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 con- I my mistake, which I'll give myself a break because I'm Jewish, was I confused vanity and pride are like the same thing. So we forgot wrath, which was really ironic because then I unleashed a lot of wrath at them. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Ty- Craig gets Tyler Conklin. I get Ricky Seals Jones and DK leading me astray has to with those with those two very good answers off the board here. I guess I'm going and this is like again we've t- mentioned this guy probably like six or seven times on this segment alone. But like Evan Ingram for the Giants still out there, um, not exciting. I understand nope. that the Giants' offense is not fun. <laughs> no, nope. Heifetz hates it. Yep. Um, what about Foster Moreau? Well, yeah, he could be another one. Um, he he didn't really do much. Like obviously, he was like the chalk play this week because he the last time that Darren Waller was out, he had like six catches, six uh, and a touchdown, six six targets, six catches and a touchdown, I believe. Um, this week, I want to say he had one catch. So he's definitely like high variability, and plus Waller could be back this week. It's kind of unclear what how how severe his his injury is. DK, I'm, I I would literally never play Evan Ingram ever again. In part because I've seen him play. In part because if the Giants have to play Jake Fromm this week, Ooh, who's been there for five days, yeah, like yeah. Daniel Jones has a neck strain, Mike Lennon Jesus. has a concussion. If Dan, if Jake Fromm has to play, I think the Chargers defense is like the all time fantasy defense to play. So I don't think is, he had, is that the kid out of Georgia? Is Jake Fromm going to Georgia? Yeah, I I think Foster Moreau would be the superior. If I I I will spend the rest of my life steering people away from trusting Evan Ingram if it's my life's work. The uh... The counterpoint to all that is if it's Jake Fromm, he just needs to dump it off to his tight end over the middle. Evan Ingram right there. Boom. We met him six days ago. I hate all these. I hate all these options. If you're having to scrape the bottom of the barrel for the third best tight end on waivers this week, like good luck to you. 
Um, Hi, Fitz. It's funny you say that. You're like, oh, well, Fromm met Evan Ingram six six days ago. Did you hear that Gardner Minshew had never completed, had never thrown a pass to Dallas Goddard until the game? <sighs> I did like, not. Not even that. in That's practice? That's really funny. No, That's apparently incredible. had never thrown to Dallas Goddard. That's bizarre. Same, honestly. Let's throw out a couple more here. Uh, not tight ends. Colleges that don't end in S. Uh, the California State <laughs> University of Long Beach is the beach. Wow, what's an incredible mascot. Wow. Uh, Long Beach State is the beach? Who's the banana slugs? Uh, that's the Santa Barbara. Yeah, the, the no, Santa people. Cruz. Uh, Elon is the, the Elon University Phoenix. We've got the College of William & Mary or the tribe. I didn't know that. Don't think of them as Marshall. Marshall has the thundering herd. And then North Texas is the mean green. It's a lot of these. Isn't Hive, isn't Richmond the spiders? Yes, they are. God, that's weird. Do you did you like that? Roll spied. No, it's pathetic. No, it was, eventually they eventually they got an actual. <laughs> Would you guys say roll spied? That's really funny. It's funny. Uh, eventually they why got are an they actual, called that? Well, eventually they got an actual tarantula and they put it at half court, and that was sick because the hype video they made was actually because I mean, spiders are actually terrifying. Yeah, sure. And a lot like I forget the percentage, but certain people do have arachnophobia, and like I think one of the best players in our conference actually did because they used to put the actual spider at half court in this little terrarium and just let it sit there right by the ball rack. And there was a player who wouldn't go. Are you guys I think so pretty effective? My, go my theory the is people are either afraid of snakes or spiders and never both. Do you agree with that? Number one. And what are you? Number two. Uh, I'm afraid. My of brother's both. definitely scared of both. Hundred. I mean, I don't them. like either of them. I, I mean, one's obviously a little bit more ferocious in person to, to encounter a, a fucking snake. I guess like my, my point is like, Less that you're afraid, because I'm afraid of both snakes and spiders, generally speaking. However, spiders fucking gross me out. Like, I will, you can't get me near a spider. Snakes aren't that gross to me. I just am aware of the fact that they could kill me, so I don't go near them. Um, does that make sense? Like, I, s- spiders are disgusting. I have, Not to stand I have for a spiders, but I will say spiders kill worse bugs. Like yeah, spiders, spiders kill mosquitoes and things that actually. I save. don't mind spiders as. I mean, listen, the California bug scene is so tame that my spiders <laughs> are nothing like all the scene. all the bugs are super chill. DK, they just take edibles and just like. Well, like, they're just like tiny. Morning. Like so when, the when you're talking like the there. south, like the bugs in Florida, even like the bugs in like fucking Arizona, oh, do yeah. not compare. All to the bugs Australian in Australians are just nodding like, yeah, you guys Australia. don't know shit about bugs. Australians, like you freaking. Americans. Uh, Cornell's yes. the big red. Dartmouth is the big green. What? Oh, big red. Harvard's the crimson. Of I would like for you to go through and count the number of uh, names that are plural with no S. Note to self is the next time I get asked this, half the answers are colors. Orange, green, red, crimson. Anyway. DK, what was the mascot of your college? Uh, the Lutes. I went to PLU, Pacific Lutheran. And oh, the they were just the Lutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Lutes. This is like when DK says a band at the end of the episode. <laughs> the Lutes. Oh, oh Lutes, yeah. We all play loot. Gotta fire them glutes. All right, whatever. The right, Lutes, which is like literally nothing. It's just a shortened version of Lutherans. That's tough. Oh, that's <laughs> so disappointing. Okay. That's all we got. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Mike Wargon, for producing this episode. Thank you to Kevin and Evan for sending in trivia questions. And thank you... The letter S. <laughs> Thank you to the dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. We miss you. Thank you, Steven Spielberg. Well, we don't. Yeah, sure. We miss them. Yeah. Okay. Do we? That'd be cool. If, I, I would don't you think would. Would you guys go to scary? Would you, you guys go are to too real, preoccupied if you could? You didn't would think you about go if you to should. A real, 
Would you go to a real Jurassic Park? No. Uh, I would. I would need years of safety records. <laughs> Absolutely not. Have you seen okay. the movies? In the words of Shea Serrano, I beg you to watch one single movie. <laughs> we don't need a Jurassic Park. We don't need a real Jurassic Park, okay? Now, let's do it. Let's genetically create these dinosaurs and go visit them. And They're like opening up a 2,000-year-old mummy, and Shay's losing his mind. It's like, watch one movie. They're opening a tomb that's been, not, that's been closed for 4,000 years. What could go wrong? Just watch one movie. That's all I ask. You know, that's where the Seahawks signed Adrian Peterson from. Ah! The funny thing is, I'm older than Adrian Peterson. <laughs> Barely. Still, still well, make jokes. That's really sad. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Uh, thank you, Taj Mahal. Look it Was up. Is that like a quick uh, Egypt pharaoh's pyramids pivot to like other old famous building reference? Uh, right yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ta- you said Taj Mahal. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye.